everybody. Welcome back to Forbidden Cinema. Happy holidays, Batman. Yes, yes, it is Thanksgiving week, and all your other podcasts are taking time off, so you have nothing else to do but listen to us in your ear holes. <laughs> that was our master plan. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, welcome to Forbidden Cinema. Uh, we're we're checking out some of the true, true forbidden past movies, um, this one being at one of the top of the list for me. So we watched Batman Returns. I need to hear this story here jenny tell me about your family and this movie well i mean it's original adding it to the list of you know or making it this forbidden film is very kind of short and sweet literally at two minutes and nine seconds that we timed today uh we walked out of that movie as soon as that baby went into the water and (laughs) Surprisingly, I didn't realize my first note on this movie is, is that Paul Rubens? <laughs> <laughs> so Pee Wee Herman murdered the, ba- the, Pee Wee the Herman is, child. Movie starts with Pee Wee Herman murdering children. Right, exactly. Kind of starts with murdering children, ends with murdering children. Just, yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty. So A little bit of violence against women in there, but mostly child murder. It's, yeah, it's it's pretty, we'll, we'll get into it. But yeah, that's like really where my mom draws the line apparently <laughs> um line in the sand on no it doesn't matter how dark or twisted or whatever just murdering children gonna pull the plug we're gonna walk out of the theater and so i know that i've seen this movie since then um really batman movies were big in my family but i guess michael keaton batman movies maybe not as much because the first one you know having jack nicholson as the joker and my mom hates jack nicholson but i remember it being watched i wasn't allowed to watch a lot of it so that one as well um was one that was edited or kind of maybe they were watching and you know attempting to to do something that like wasn't you know like here you go play with this and we'll watch this movie which i'm sure (laughs) didn't last very long um as many children as as there started to be that got really difficult so we've all gone to see batman movies like as family movies and you've been a part of that like we go to the theater and watch batman movies so this one just couldn't have been that scarring but for whatever reason it was just, and I don't know if it had to do with, um, you know, Tim Burton, just how dark these were in that different kind of way. Because they do have their own darker, stranger, weirder tone. How old is your youngest sister? Um, How, 28? Well, when was she born? 92. So this was, they had a baby when this movie came out too true true that could really have been punching some buttons yeah (laughs) she was a little a little strange no no sorry (laughs) they were like hmm there weren't any flippers she's very muscular she is she is she is a little bit of a freak but yeah um (laughs) so i am holding in my hand unopened packages of batman trading cards from the first movie oh wow i had tons of batman trading cards I looked back just to make sure there are Batman Happy Meal toys. I'm sure there were. That I had. And, you know, so the first Batman movie, I think we've talked on here before, that my dad actually bought it for me before it was available Mm -hmm. to, as as like a home video, but as, as a rental only. And so, yeah, so I had Batman very early, the first Michael Keaton one. I haven't seen this one, I don't think, since opening weekend. Really? I definitely have seen it since then. I don't really know that I've had a formal viewing, um, but I knew most of it, but definitely didn't remember some of the nuanced stuff. I just remember as a child thinking it was kind of gross. It's super gross. And not as good as the first one, and 
kind of going past. And I bet my parents were thrilled that yeah, I was this, not going back this, to this, this one. This one gets a lot sexier, but kind of going back to your talking about cards. So just a strange, weird, you know, probably problematic thing. So there was a boy in elementary school who had a mega crush, like mega crush as in like, it's lasted until us weirdly running into him in our apartments in Nashville, like <laughs> could borderline be stalkery, but he would give me Vicky Vale cards. That was, he would bring me specifically the Vicky Vale cards out of the packs of the Batman cards. When we moved in and we realized that he lived right across the hall from us, and like, oh man. And then we were moving out, and of course he sees me with like 45 boxes. Like, you moving? I'm like, uh, <laughs> Jenny is later that day. Did you tell him we were moving? <laughs> like, what am I supposed to say? Like, no, I'm just collecting boxes. Well, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna. I don't know. We have weird. They were weird hobbies. I don't know. You probably could have been making that box creature from your your short lived comic comic series. That's so that's true. That's true. <laughs> you could have just said something like that. But I guess. Like, I'm, anyway, I'm going to go home and make a fort out of them. <laughs> Which actually would be pretty fun. It would be fun. He probably would have wanted to join you too. That's anyway, true. but you know, that's I'm making light of something that actually, hmm, anyway, problematic. Moving on. Yes. That's my connection with Batman cards. This movie is available on HBO Max for free. Not realizing that I purchased it on Amazon about a week ago so I could make sure it would be ready and queued up and ready to go. We hadn't have to go looking for it. Uh, that being said, I'm very happy I did. Okay. Because the description of this movie on Amazon. <laughs> okay. I don't think this was originally written in English. <laughs> Lay it on me. Batman Caped Crusader. All three of those are cap- capitalized. Batman Caped Crusader is pitted against Demented Ravenous Penguin, Pitiful Orphan Psychotic Freak, and quote unquote Power Hungry Capitalist Villain Max Shrek. Okay. The so- punctuation in this thing is wild. Well, also, too, are they separating? Because we've got Catwoman in this movie. So where does Catwoman fall? We just have... She's not in there. We just have There's two... Demented, ravenous, pitiful, orphaned, psychotic freak, penguin, and power-hungry capitalist villain, Max Shrek. No mention of Catwoman. That's uh, interesting. That's so many adjectives. It's it's a ton of adjectives in the way they're spaced. Yeah. I mean, they all apply. I know, Very I much know. so. But... All right. So, yeah, two minutes and nine seconds uh, was my theatrical experience with this movie. <laughs> I feel like this was a movie we probably saw for my birthday. For your birthday? What did that. I, I feel like this was. Would that in come that, out in July? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe I'm confabulating there. Maybe. I mean, it seems like it would have come out around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it did because. That would be a hot time when it's we some, would be going to see family movies. Yeah. There was a sleepover. Okay. There was a sleepover. There was a, there was a drive-in, I feel like, viewing of this. So it couldn't have been that cold. Hmm. I don't, it's Nashville. It's it's never that cold unless it's that cold. Right. And just, yeah, it's all over the place. But it feels like you got a lot of memories on this one. I, I, I have written down, like, so we have got a long opening no title sequence. It's kind of following this carriage, which... When does this take place? Because they've got prams, like it's like the late 1800s. We did notice uh, later on that Pee Wee had no date on his grave. Nobody had dates on their graves. And I have this note here in a minute. Um, We'll punctuate the the timeline. But there is a CD that gets scratched. There's a CD. (laughs) Correct. So. So, So who knows? I mean, it still has a very like, you know... 30s 40s vibe and in terms of the the marketing and just the you know i think gotham's always supposed to be a little bit ageless yeah i think Um, the aesthetic in this is main 
maybe the only reason to see this film. It, yeah, the aesthetic is great. I mean, the props, the all of it. And you've got Tim Burton. I think some of it gets a little lost because he's got a lot of great detail in some of the, the rundown and abandoned places. Um, but it's so dark and gray, you kind of can't tell. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I have the opening the opening sequence of following the carriage down the sewer, which is very, you know, very wide, is almost like a dark ride. You know, we're just like following it like Pirates of the uh, Caribbean, like down and around. There's not some kind of ride like that. Yeah, that would have been a cool idea. Um, I forget who has DC anymore now. I mean, I guess uh, that was. um, I think the properties are so crazy now they're so complicated but six flags but six flags had like the batman ride but the yeah six i think six flags had but then somebody had marvel now disney owns marvel yeah everything's weird who cares (laughs) well then i have okay then we have 33 years later Danny DeVito is supposed to be 33 years old? What? I mean, 1990s, 33 is not what 33 is now. We've discussed that. I'm sorry. You can't describe my face right now. I mean, (laughs) but even, no, like, I'm sorry. Uh, No. He did have the kind of haircut that just about everybody with thinning hair had in 1993. No. Gross. Speaking of haircuts, I might be jumping ahead. But Christopher Walken's it, oh Christopher my. Walken is in this movie, and his right. hair is it's, why insane. Why I mean, it, it, it's this weird gray poof thing, and his eyebrows are yeah, they're they're their own entity. Uh, I don't know why that was like the costumer uh, and the makeup artist who was nominated for an Oscar, but rightly so for a ton of stuff happening. But I don't know why this said like villainous. Um, multi-millionaire because he looks kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I mean, but the, I mean, let's let's fan it. Most villainous multi-millionaires <laughs> that we know in the real world look pretty ridiculous. That's, that's true. We do know a a multi or a billionaire evil villain. That, right. Uh, it looks. It has some bad makeup effects on him. Hair, hair, hair's <laughs> a little hair is non in check. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, I'm just confused. Like, what's it? Where's his power come from? Because basically, it looks like he's just. It's, we have a giant store. So he's a big, like, you know, sporting goods store or department store. And he's powerful enough to be, like, calling all the shots. But he's not really calling all the shots. It's, I don't know. The power dynamic is weird. I feel like we, in another, in a movie now, even though it's an action movie, we would have a lot more backstory. But no, I think in a world now, you know, where we have Bill Gates is maybe not as great as he used to be in Epstein mm-hmm. Hole situation and Zuckerberg kind of situation. I feel like there would be more to unpack here. A lot. I guess in the 90s, you just, people just assumed you had money and you either like, you fell in one or two camps, but probably you fell in both camps and just secretly behind, you know, you wanted to milk the the planet for, you know, energy. Energy was a hot ticket. That's true. That's true. Captain Planet would not have no. anything to do with Max Shrek. I mean, he would have smacked him upside the head so fast. He would not have played it nice like Bruce did. No, not at all. So we we meet we meet Matt Shrek. He's in a little meeting with the mayor. It's like prior to the Christmas tree lighting. We also meet Michelle Pfeiffer um, as his secretary slash assistant. We go back and forth in the way she describes herself. She's just mousy and kind of, but then she's not mousy. I'm sorry. She kind of starts to speak up, but she's kind of clumsy and always down herself. And I'm pretty certain that when she's chastising herself for speaking up, she calls herself a corn dog. <laughs> I didn't hear that. I'm pretty sure that. she said twice. Like, you're just a corn dog. Like, I was like a corn dog? What does that even mean? <laughs> like, 
weird. So I just, it was just, I was like, wait, what, what? A corn dog. Those, I don't know. I've never heard anybody say that as a, as a uh, personal insult. No, I did love when she got home and left herself a message <laughs> saying that you forgot something. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was a, that was a pretty funny moment. That, that's, I laughed out loud for that. So. But yeah, like her getting home, I mean, I've got, oh, I've got a couple other things like, you know, just Max Shrek's getting ready to make his speech, which Selena, who is Michelle Pfeiffer, was supposed to put in his pocket and she didn't. But he says, Santa Claus, afraid not, just a poor schmo. And I was like, are we going to, we're going to be like a haiku and um, <laughs> so I married an axe murderer our way through this whole movie. She was a thief, you gotta believe. Sorry. It's like, Frankenstein never scared me. <laughs> but it was just crazy talk. Oh man, I heard one time on our local radio in Memphis, I think, and they had help me out with his name the guy that does the uh the impression kevin pollock kevin pollock on and they were talking to him and like one of the guys was getting divorced like oh here you're getting divorced what's that like He's like you sure you don't want to hear about like frankenstein never scared me like, no, no, i'm actually like interested in getting to know you and he's like frankenstein never scared me and like, like no like let's let's talk about something a little deeper that he just does the bit and they're just asking him questions and he just does the bit unsolicited and it's so awkward. Oh, wow. Did you listen to the episode of Movie Crush? That was April Fool's uh, April Fool's Day where he... Uh, you t- I listened to a few minutes of it after you already told me about it. It was, yeah, it was awkward and because <laughs> he really did play it. Like, so Kevin Pollack pretends to be, you know, he, he has famously has a, a good uh, uh, Christopher Walken. In fact... Christopher Walken invited him to give the speech when he got a Walk of Fame star. That's like amazing. Kevin Pollock was like, I kind of don't know why he's doing this, but <laughs> but uh, last guy didn't get it, so uh, yes, <laughs> I'm pretty yes. sure Christopher Walken gets it. <laughs> oh my goodness! And there's uh, there's a little East- Wayne's World too. Yeah. Oh, sorry. oh, did I just? East- well, I was just gonna say that's a little tidbit for you. Like if if you get it, you get it. So we're. Uh, Kind of just introducing, establishing shots. And I wrote, is that the Aaron Burr guy? Oh, the- yeah, yeah, yeah. He's also the Oneater's biggest fan. <laughs> yes, he is definitely the Oneater's biggest fan. Did you know that it's the first time Got Milk is used in advertising? Is that commercial? Oh, really? That's the first one? You know who directed that commercial? I do not. Michael Bay. Wow. Like, I guess in between Transformers and Miami Vice, he was looking for something to do. And so he directed the commercial. <laughs> I mean, it's a great commercial. I mean, is it? It might be better than the Budweiser Yes I Am commercials. I think so. I mean, Budweiser is constantly changing itself. The Got Milk kind of stayed with Got Milk. But they, you know, they had they had a fun run. But that, that one was good. So we start to meet, not meet, but not meet the penguin. The penguin is, they're talking about the penguin in, in pages, you know, like um, tabloid type stuff. Like there's a there's a penguin man underneath the city. And, and we see like, you know, from his POV and we see little, you know, side glances and, you know, we know he's there. But then I'm like, where does this technology come from? Like, because at first you, you, you meet him, you really don't get a lot of where he's been or you, you kind of start to parse it through. But it's like, how is he keeping up with current events? Like, how does he know, like, who these people are? How does he have, like, all this technology? Like, I'm, I'm so, like, isn't he just, like, been lo- living in the sewer with penguins? I mean, we have a real, like, many, many worlds that he seems to have lived in. So I think it's Kind of very jumping confusing. ahead a little bit, but since you're on that thing, okay. I have find out what my name is. Like, uh-huh. plan A, train penguins, form clown gang, 
get weird silent girlfriend with a poodle, kidnap and blackmail billionaire. Uh-huh. Like plan B, go to library. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with plan A. <laughs> yeah. As do most Batman villains. <laughs> like if you just put that effort towards legitimate enterprise. <laughs> Absolutely. And I didn't say like this, this does feel very Joker. I mean, the fact that we have the Joker. And we get into it later. But I said like, why does the penguin have clowns? Well, like, shouldn't he have people in tuxedos? That's what I or... thought too. I was like, why were why and not even just clowns? I mean, obviously that we're starting to see. Okay, we've got a carnival barker. So it's we a kinda, freak show. It's a we freak get show. It later. Okay, but there's like some of them look like zombies and like these weird like big headed skeletons, and it it doesn't seem like it has a really clear cut genre. Like penguin, let's get some. You know, or like you know in the original Batman movie, they they were all sailors. All his, all his right. That thing. makes you know, sense. Let's, let's get some. Yeah, yeah let's, some, let's get some coherent, get some, some coherence in your henchmen here. Some seed-worthy animals. <laughs> I mean, even Egghead, uh, Vincent <laughs> Price had, you know, a very cohesive. Uh, right, everything villain. was excellent. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I've got just meet cute. We have an interesting Batman. Um, uh, Selena Kyle, at, you know, still just her mousy self, a little weird meet cute where she's like even just bumbling over herself after he saves her from from one of the henchmen. But I have before that when he's kind of just brooding in his turtleneck it was a great moment. Oh, yeah. I wrote like smoke show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was like you really think of, like he's he's such an interesting, interesting actor of, you know, he was always funny and then he was kind of unhinged and then he was hot like later on in his career that that's weird it was it was it was very weird and weird choice i mean we've already got like beetlejuice has already happened mm-hmm. right yeah so and you know i don't know yeah just good casting it, it was a he did it well it I feel like, like where's Michael Keaton in the next Tim Burton movie? Like, why is that? Oh. What did they not get along? Like, why has that not happened again? I don't know. I feel like he has kind of a running stable of actors. He I'd does. I'd love to see. I don't. Know, I don't know how we're doing with Johnny Depp right now. Mm, I don't know. I'd love to see the two of them together. Do something again. I don't know. Yeah, that that would be interesting because I feel like he gets the vibe. I mean. He seem he can seem very straight laced, but he does play some very quirky, crazy, unhinged characters that fits right in. Um, I've always felt that either a Batman was a good Bruce Wayne or a good Batman. Hmm. There's been not many that really play both well. This was a great Bruce Wayne. Yes, he wasn't bad at Batman. What he could not do as Batman was turn his neck without turning his shoulder. No, well, because when he ripped off his mask, like, at the end, it was attached. Like, he, like, literally, like, ripped the the Playtex or whatever that was. That was... Uh, is that what I meant to say? No, I don't think you meant to say Playtex. No. Is Playtex a bra or a, no, a I think tampon? No, I think tampons. <laughs> like, what did, like, what did I mean to say? I think we might leave this in. <laughs> he ripped off his tampons. <laughs> right. I uh, know, like, not lycra, like, whatever, plasticky type substance that's stretchy. Anyway, no, I can't even think of it. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, we already talked about this, like, the Tim Burton aesthetic is is so cool. You know, the penguins, when we meet the actual penguins, kind of get some attitude. Like, <laughs> you know, curious on that. They, was that? They're, they're strutting. They are strutting. And they're a little snippy and... um. Yeah, then 
the, the spit and snot situation. Ugh. Like it starts early and it stays. Prevalent. I told you that's the reason it's I really gross. didn't want to watch this movie anymore because all I remembered was it just being goopy and gross and, yeah. and icky. There's a lot of things coming out of Danny DeVito's mouth, just like dripping. Ugh. I mean, there's all sorts of birth defects, and he's got a bunch of them. But I don't really think like black teeth and tongue is really something like you could just. Go to the dentist. Twenty minutes later, you know they'll they'll have that cleaned up for you. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like, I'm sorry. I know you were born and you have and you feel a certain way about yourself and you have a certain whatever. But we could we could take care of that. Maybe it's something to do with eating raw fish. I don't think so. We had sushi last week. <laughs> I think it's different. I don't know. Um, but then we you, you mentioned and, and now is about the time that we actually go to Michelle Pfeiffer's apartment. It is. She a is child's already, apartment. But then it's not. It is very split. She is already very split personality before we even get into this. We've got stuffed animals all over the apartment. Then we have a neon sign. The hello there. In her bedroom. It says hello there. The second neon sign in someone's bedroom we've had in this podcast. We had one in... Uh, a risky uh, business. Risky business, yeah. yeah. And so it's like, okay, that's weird because she's kind of mousy and, you know... Where did that come from? Well, it's, it's just, just for a joke later on, but it's super I, cool. It's super cool. But then also, she lets the cat in, and she says, are you back from your ses- sexual escapades? Okay. And then uh, we're listening to her voicemail. And she's got kind of a boyfriend who's kind of ditching her. And he says, I'm not just an appendage. Hmm. So he like she's been using him for sex. So like, what is this woman already before she has her unfortunate event that makes her even crazier? I mean, I kind of noticed her with the taser when she was picking up the taser. Oh yeah, she was like of, kind of excited about the taser. She's kind of playing with her food. Ooh yeah, you're right. You're right. Even before she's falls off a roof and all of a sudden now is a cat. You know, she's. Yeah, so this this isn't like a complete. There's already something weird going on with her, which I'm really. I mean, I would be interested to know more about her. As if only they made character. a Catwoman movie. Wap wap. Yeah, wah. not the same cat movie. <laughs> we probably won't watch that one. No. That one was forbidden because no one cared. <laughs> All right, so then, then she goes back to the office because she did forget. She snoops, um, you know, and of course, curiosity kills the cat. And she takes it, you know, Max pushes her out of the window. And then cats come from everywhere. And they come to, like, chomp on real quick. Like, we were recently reading straight murder you. that, what is it, a dog will usually wait two to three days before it'll eat you if you die in your home and are undiscovered that pretty much they'll wait till they're starving. And cats generally wait, like, till the evening, <laughs> till, <laughs> until it's their next lunchtime. Until they notice that you haven't been moving for a while. They're like, hmm, I wonder. Yeah. But I couldn't tell. Like, all these cats kind of come from everywhere. Some some of it just seems like they're, like, walking all over. I'm like, are they scratching her? Are they, And then, then we see a very pretty cat, like, chewing on her finger. <laughs> so it's like, but I don't know. Like, that could have been, she went through glass. I don't know that the cat was really, like, eating her. So I don't know what the cat's in Maybe part. Maybe the blood off of her to clean her up. I don't Maybe, know. Maybe, I don't Maybe know. Maybe they're giving her their nine lives. Yeah, and... like, I wish that we had, we knew she had a cat. I wish we had more of a connection as to, like, why would the cats be drawn to her? And why are they imparting whatever this is? Like, It seems a little supernatural in a movie that there's nothing supernatural happening. There's nothing happening. supernatural, exactly, yeah. I mean, so, it, it, it's fascinating, but... Yeah. Are you familiar with Evelyn, um, Evelyn McHale? Not immediately, no. Uh, she, there's a Pulitzer Prize, I think, winning photo of her suicide. 
Uh, I think she's the reason that there are the grates up at the Empire State Building on the car. I've seen that, yeah. I mean, it's it's a striking, striking photo. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a tragic story. And I feel Tim Burton maybe maybe a little too inspired by that in this movie because we have two different mangled bodies of women laying after they've fallen or been pushed off of buildings. Yeah, that's true. That's true. There's, There's... There's something weird going on there. I don't I don't know exactly how to unpack it. There but, but I also think this movie um takes traditionally and I I can't speak to to the the first one to the the Jack Nicholson. Well, and I guess the, I mean the comics are very dark and violent, but up until you know our our most famous that the world has seen if they're not comic book car- comic book readers is the Adam West Batman, which is very goofy and silly. And, like, this is very violent, um, even though it's goofy. But it's goofy, too. Like, the physics in this movie are out of Batman, the original yes, series. Yes, exactly. It's very – it, it, it Wait, runs on both sides. Who is this movie for? I'm not sure. That's why, like, you know, there were toys at McDonald's. At McDonald's. Like, the Happy Meal toys. They and there's Poontang. Children. I mean. <laughs> yes, yes. So we have another return of Poontang. <laughs> Poontang just keeps coming it up. It does, yeah. So Everything's we're, coming up Poontang. We're going to have a running list of our <laughs> our, our Poontang movies. Um, but yeah, like, so same. But said in the same tone as, like, when she said corndog. Like, did he just say Poontang? Did she just say corndog? Like, I don't know what's like, happening. Jenny, let me rewind it. Like, I was like, did he just say Poontang? Like, it seems prevalent to this it's, you know, so it, it seemed like, important to rewind to make sure. I just assumed I was hearing things because we've been doing this podcast. I just, <laughs> he obviously didn't say Poontang. Okay. This is Batman. <laughs> Christopher Walken. And and why would he even be saying remotely that, like, I can make you powerful enough that anyone would want to have sex with that? I mean, he's just terrifyingly gross. He's really gross sexually throughout this whole movie, too. I mean, that hasn't happened just yet, but I was like, Ugh. Yeah, I feel like. My parents, as I said, were probably really happy that I didn't fall in love with this movie because there's some stuff that I would have started to catch on on multiple watchings that I completely missed as a 13-year-old boy going to see this. It was just action, 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 clowns getting punched and, you know. Yeah, and just like, ha, ha, fun, ha, 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 you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, So then, yeah, she gets her cat power. She, like, goes through, like, almost like a exorcist kind of eye-rolly thing um, and comes back to her apartment all disheveled and... I guess kind of dead ish zombie. And then she got milk. She got milk. <laughs> she did. And I'm like, that's not good for cats. Um, give not not good for their digestion. I think we've discussed it's not really good for humans either. Oh, yeah. It's cow food. Sorry. That's fine. That's I'm fine. My, I got my soapbox. I don't care. I don't really have like I don't care. Like my family grew up big giant milk drinkers. Um, your family grew up just drinking sugar water. So. I know. And your family's healthier than mine, but I still it's questionable. But. <laughs> Your family's healthier physically than mine. <laughs> uh, questionable. <laughs> Both. Anyway. Um, but then then she just goes like full on ham. And I kind of had to start thinking because we have had a kitten in our house um, for the last five months. I'm oh like, my goodness. I did not catch that. that she it, just goes like a kitten on the house. She goes. She kit- just destroys everything. She goes kitten energy and just she's just chaos. She's knocking things over. She's spray painting things. Like she's just screwing around with things just to screw around with them if she like jumped up on the table and started knocking things off that would be our life (laughs) yeah so i was like i really feel like this is what i'm seeing because otherwise why why would she be doing this she's not really she's a 
angry. I mean, yes, but... I sort of thought of it as kind of destroying her past life and the childish thing. I thought that at first... Thing. But no, I think you're right. With she the just stuffed, has energy. With the stuffed animals, that's what she did. But yeah, I think from there, she's just destroying. And of course, she knocks out a couple of those neon lights. And then from... As we pull out and see the window of her apartment, it says, it says hell here uh, instead of hello there anymore. So well She played. also spray paints her hung up t-shirt. That has kittens, oh, kittens on it. On it. And like that's from a dry cleaners. It's got the the wire she hanger tried. with the with the paper on it. <laughs> she, she took her kitten t shirt to the dry she cleaners. She's not. She's that building might not have laundry. It might not, but but I'm also thinking like she's not together enough to take things to the dry cleaner. I don't know. I feel like her wardrobe is fantastic. Her in this. wardrobe is, but she's very she's very unkempt just in general. Her wardrobe is great. She's like very tailored, but she's not like stuffy. She's you know a little she's still already a little chaotic like her life is a little unhinged but yeah so i that's what i thought i was like we're we're getting into weird just cats need to just create chaos so she makes her outfit right which i'm not exactly sure why she had that dress to begin with i think it was a coat it was, it was a, a jacket coat. Okay, like okay. A, like a rain slicker or something gotcha gotcha but gotcha. i did also write like i feel like i need more inspiration uh, like from her like why what what's what's why does she just become a cat right now maybe what? give me two minutes of something else maybe. right like why does she like immediately see this jacket and like pull like she has she's sews apparently she right. has all and and she's just making this I mean, pretty well that thing fits like a glove well yeah and it yeah and then we got all the the i thought the exposed the ex, all the exposed like yarn or ribbon or whatever that like she's pieced it all together the feels, stitching the stitching is tim burton that's exactly what i was going to say it feels very tim burton i mean have you followed to, i mean the i would say sally from a nightmare before christmas mm-hmm. is a rag doll who keeps on sewing herself together uh, we have catwoman we have the corpse bride mhm we have um Many characters with stitches and scars in in Beetlejuice, and of course, you know Edward Scissorhands right. with all. His, yeah, Tim Burton and his stitching and scars. There, there's something there. I don't. Maybe not smart enough. Maybe well, this is maybe not the podcast to unpack that. Well, I think. I mean, if we just want to say, like, okay, what could that represent on its surface? It's just people pulling themselves back together. Like yeah, it, yeah, people being broken and still being together, but that doesn't mean there's not some... That doesn't mean that, that they're okay. There's not some visual sign that maybe they haven't always been okay or haven't always been together. Right. I was listening to a podcast. I think it was the That's Messed Up podcast, and they were talking about how like you knew that a teenage girl was not okay because she had chipped black nail polish. Like Not because she had black nail polish, but it was chipped. Like That was the important piece from wardrobing to say, like we're not in an okay place. Basically. Babe, you have very well done black gel dip right now. I do. And you look fantastic. Yeah. I, so it's not chipped yet. So my <laughs> life is not falling apart. That's the, that's the key. Um, and you got to keep it in check. I wrote, I used to watch movies like this when I was younger and not understand why nobody knows that's the bad guy. What's fair? Because you come from cartoons mm-hmm. and it's obviously Skeletor is the bad guy. But then you get to the you know the movie, and then like if they haven't really committed any crimes that anybody's known, then well, I guess they, you know, right? I don't know, I, that, that's a weird. I think I'm watching a lot of these movies that I haven't watched since I was twelve or thirteen. All of a sudden, I can you know kind of see it like oh like 
he hasn't really done anything yet, so nobody knows he's the bad guy. Right. And also <laughs> He's if, not just like <laughs> if tying them to railroad tracks. And, from Gotham, you get some weird characters. Yeah. It's hard to tell who's good and who's not. Um, and you know, with Batman, I kind of, to that same point, I have it later on. It's like, doesn't it get tiring to kind of be framed all the time? Like, and can people get it? It's like, okay, like Batman's just gonna, I mean, yes, they're like, okay, this guy's weird. He's in a suit. I, he helps us. So we're gonna, we're, yay, we're gonna be excited. But he could turn in any minute. I don't know. And now's the time, you know. But yeah, that seems to happen all the time. Like, we'll make Batman, we'll make Batman, and we'll triumph. It's like A and C and yeah. Winged freak terrorizes Gotham. Yes, exactly. Well, get a load of me. Um, well, here's why I have Michael Keaton smoke show. So he must have been a smoke show, like even. Oh, older. at the very beginning when he was waiting on the the bat signal thing to shine on his right. face, and he was just in his chair brooding, mm-hmm. <laughs> just looking away from the window. I, oh, actually, turtleneck. I think I wrote down. I didn't read. I was like, I wish somebody needed me right now, and I was like, Yay, they do. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was just holding his coupon for his, for new parents that was expired. <laughs> if you get a chance, we might link it. Read the uh, artificial intelligence written Batman screenplay. It oh is my gosh. epic. It's so funny. <laughs> I don't know if it's real or if somebody made it. It doesn't up, matter. But I don't care. It's, it's hilarious. It's really funny. Yeah. We'll 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 I'll we'll put the link to that and Instagram is so good. Okay. <laughs> I just have like everybody's all the so reporters are like, it's, you know, we, we've got the right to, like, free information and da-da-da-da-da. And, like, and he said, Max says, give the Constitution a rest. It's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure some other evil billionaires have said that here lately, too. It feels right. And they were like, mm, yeah. You know, I feel like, like there's an evil billionaire right now saying, hey, let's give that inquest <laughs> a rest <laughs> of Thanksgiving. Right. Exactly. Um, like that was all the way back in January. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Nobody remembers that anymore. <laughs> Nope, nope, nope. And then bringing it back to some of our other conversations, like, does he have a microfiche machine in the Batcave? I think he does. Oh, man. He's looking at old newspapers. He's looking at microfiche. His own personal. He doesn't have to go to the library and enhance it. He didn't enhance. That's balling. When you got your own microfiche <laughs> machine. <laughs> That's how you know this guy's a billionaire. Yes. <laughs> I, was like, oh. I mean, he had a CD recorder. In his car later on. Right. Not just like scratching CDs, but he had a CD recorder. Oh, I know. I wrote that. I was like, it's it's a factory reset CD. That's something really. He's, his car's been taken over by. But it's like, put it in the CD, factory reset. <laughs> <laughs> um. Then I, was, then I said, oh, he's a carnival bird boy. Like something happened where it's like, Okay, now that's why we have clowns. That's means, why we have... It was too far in. I was like, this is too Joker. There's too much Joker stuff. Right. Like, like, why, like uh, why can't he have his own guys? And he got adopted and found by some sort of unscrupulous freak show. Freak show. There we go. Okay. I don't know how he became their leader, but... And also, there's like really... So is the Red Circle Gang, which is what Batman's referring to, which is the, the gang of murderous clowns. So are they Joker's people? Because they're 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 a comeback, like they're talking about them, like they've hit multiple times, and he then he's trying to tie him to them. I feel like this thing was running long, and they cut out a lot of the parts that made sense, and just left in a lot of the really pretty scenes. I mean, yeah, a lot of the booms, exactly. And then I'm like, then I wrote, I mistook me for someone else. 
I missed a good. <laughs> that yeah. was. I loved that Batman. That was, Give me more of this Batman. I mean, the new Batman looks like he's going to be real intense. Mm-hmm. I like a little bit of humor on my Batman because mm-hmm. a little bit of humor. There's some edge there. Yeah, he's funny, but he's also like. It feels like this movie. They they knew this movie. The intention was we're doing two movies because he masks himself. I mean, we know who he is, but. He also was like kind of wrestling with this, like, who am I? And like, uh, and I, you know, in the same way, like he's getting ready to like let it all go potentially for her mm-hmm. um, when he, you know, when he meets her. And then also when they realize, you know, who, who each other is, which was great. I really loved all of that. But of course, then someone else picks up the Batman mantle and, and we move on. But that's what it felt like to me. Then we've got... Oswald Cobblepot. So we know his name now. If he'd gone with Plan B, he would have already known that by now. Um, and so he's doing some research. Seems pretty intense. Um, but then he goes in and goes to the grave of Pee Wee and another actress I do recognize um, who, you know, is kind of, I think, very hysterical and a lot of stuff. There's no dates on the gravestones, but it looks like. I'm like, it's only been 33 years. They had an infant 33 years ago. Why are they dead? Like, if this is not a million years ago, hundreds of years ago. Like, it's so strange. Like, that. It, I don't know. Can I go on a little bit of a nerd tangent right here? Sure. In the Telltale Batman series, it posits that Thomas Wayne, Bruce Wayne's father, was kind of not a good dude. Kind of like a post, as we talked about, post-billionaire's fall uh-huh. kind of world who had was a physician who had had the cobble pots committed to kind of steal a land deal from them. Interesting. Yeah. So that was a really dark try. Give really give the penguins some motivation to go after Batman. But does he really have motivation to go after Batman? Like they threw him in the, the sewer. Like, well, no, 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 in, in this that he's no, he's like then sent to boarding school. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Yeah. They're, that's his parents and his parents Got are it. illegitimately locked away in an insane asylum. Okay. For... I kind of thought that we were going to actually found, find out that he knew who his parents were before and that he had, he had murdered them somehow. Mm, I mean, Batman says that and he's like, he, he knows who his parents are. He's looking for something else. Right. And he was looking for like, who is the firstborn son of every Gotham socialite or whatever. Which felt very, and I have this later, like felt very Herod and <laughs> a little bit of a Moses story too. It really is, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know what exactly we're, we're going with that because, you know, neither one is, is he really comes out on top as being the good guy. So <laughs> no, no. I don't know. Oh, wow. This is where we start to have Poontang. But I have notes. Like, I love how her hair changes. I think that that's just so fun in movies, how, like, we just use hair as this visual representation that someone has, like, got a new attitude, you know? It's, it's curly <laughs> and short and kitty and, yeah, whatever. Then we got Jan Hooks. Love <laughs> me some Jan Hooks. great. Like, where did she come from and why did she go away? It was so cool. Well, he first... He, he oh, was, I know. But, and, and why were we staring at her butt? <laughs> Well, because he wanted to be all lecherous about it. That's just but still, like, this is not something I would think now. Like, let's look at Jan Hooks's butt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let's like have a, you know, leering shot on Jan Hooks's butt. And maybe not what I would think, but good for her. She's looking great. She looks great. And I mean, a, a little bit of a tie-in that you know, my favorite, one of my favorite moments of her is in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Um, when she demystifies de- <laughs> that there's no basement in the Alamo. Uh, uh, so good. Tim Burton's crew. 
So good. Love it. Oh, um, talk about Tim Burton callbacks. I kind of skipped okay. over this one. Did you see, I, I think I want to go back and look at it a little closer, the establishing shot of the zoo, the big, like, six-legged sculpture from Beetlejuice. There's like an amphitheater shaped like that. The six-legged creature. Oh, Oh. Like the one that like it, it's on a big block for a head. It yeah. traps her against the yeah, wall yeah, when yeah. they're moving in. That sculpt that that sculpture is flipped upside down as an amphitheater or something. Interesting. In the zoo. No, I didn't notice that. I noticed like you know big crabs and some like really kind of Art Deco looking bears and, but also too, I was like, this is this a thriving city? Why do we have an abandoned zoo? I mean, I know that's where super villains have to live in abandoned things. Hey guys, if you lived in Memphis with us in the early two thousands. There was an abandoned everything. True. There was an abandoned zoo. There was an abandoned amusement park. There was an abandoned pyramid. There was an abandoned that, laboratory. That became a Bass Pro Shop for a little while. Yeah. That's that's where everybody's yeah, priorities If you wanted to be a Batman live. villain, there was a place for you to have a hideout in Memphis <laughs> in the mid-2000s. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, then then we have Poontang. And then we have... We have Unnecessary Flips. There's a lot of flips. She's flipping. The clowns are flipping. Why, why does she flipping. have flipping, all these flipping skills now, too? Nobody walks in this movie. They no. just flip to where they're going. No. In fact, I have it later on, like towards the end, uh, when the clowns are a ba- like, are like, hey, dude, we're abandoning like, you. The two that are flipping away. The one away. guy, like, he cartwheels away. <laughs> it's like, I'm just going to cartwheel away from now right now. <laughs> But yeah, then um, then we've got some sort of attack. Another attack is happening. There feels like a lot of dumb attacks that like, okay, like the whole city would be completely in ruins if this many shops got just exploded um, in just a couple of days. But we have this scruffiest looking show poodle with a grenade. <laughs> <laughs> it's great, though. I love it. Um, oh, it was adorable. It was one of the best shots in the movie. It, it, it had a lot of character. I mean, it, it actually got the best of Batman there for a minute. <laughs> But <laughs> oh, it did when it caught the batarang. That was great. Yes, it was the great. remote control batarang. Yes, like, nope. <laughs> yes, um, mine. <laughs> oh, and then I kind of have like her stuff. I don't know. If she's trying to. Maybe she's just going for revenge, and she's not really trying to make a big statement. But her blowing up the store really, really isn't as impactful when all the circus villains are blowing up the rest of the city. Like, it's all happening on one night. It seems like we could have gotten on a little different agenda. Like, hey, you do that and you do this. And it all seems like I would have thought Walken would have thought would have gotten mad for he would have thought that the circus people blew up his own big store. Right. It's kind of this is a bit of a tangent, but the true crime podcast, Truth and Justice, the uh, case this season Basically, the person that probably shot this guy is claiming that he was having an ambush on this guy. It just so happened that there was another group of people ambushing this guy at the exact same time that he didn't know. <laughs> this guy's got a lot. Like, a lot of people are really out, out for him. Right. But it actually seems like it kind of happens in this. There's like two people like, I'm going to go out and blow up stores for completely different reasons. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's true. Why, why do Batman movies, is it for the sake of time or like we don't know we don't know how long these are going to last how many movies we're going to make why do they always have two villains i don't even know i think we learn in this one that there's not enough meat on the bone to have two villain origin stories in one movie maybe they thought because the first movie had the joker origin and mm-hmm. the batman origin and we already are assuming we know where batman comes from okay i mean it, Shout outs to them for not having a single like shout. That's about true. Dead they credit. didn't. They really at didn't all. dwell this is on probably that. Probably the only and... movie that doesn't like 
Like, get into Martha. <laughs> oh, no. Don't Martha me, babe. Don't Martha me. I mean, I liked that movie, so. I liked everything but that. The Martha that thing movie. was thrilled up. Save Martha. Like, your mom's Martha? My mom's Martha? Like, no. Like, here's my I heart Martha tattoo. <laughs> I had the same one on my butt. <laughs> It was a real deal to get tattooed with my Kryptonian skin. We had to use a kryptonite needle. I have to get it every day. That's how much I love Martha. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Show notes are going to be talking about. We're nerds. All right. So let's see. Yeah. I said, does Batman have acid bombs? That seems a little much. She said napalm. Napalm. Later, she said, yeah. Later, she's like, he napalmed my arm. Yeah, that's what she says, um, which I thought, like, that's real mean. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I don't think I would have caught this at 13. I'm pretty sure there's some over-the-pants hand stuff going on before she stabs Oh, it. she does, because she's like, is this you? She's like, no, that's not you. Oh, and then they pan up as she's touching his stomach. And, she, and, and like, she's like, oh, that's, you. that's you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, full-on over-the-pants hand stuff. Mm-hmm. Who is this movie for? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm all for over the pants hand stuff. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I was like, there you are. Yeah. (laughs) They got, then we go into, I guess. So yeah, Max wants to make the penguin the mayor because why is being the mayor so important? The mayor seems like a real pawn already. Well, he wants to build his power thing. I get that. But like. Another, who is this movie for? The plot of this movie the plot of this movie is basically Chinatown about like, <laughs> being cor- corruptly stealing public utilities. Yeah. And nobody, no kid gets that. Nobody like Roger Rabbit's about infrastructure and, and shutting down whatever. And, and highways and to highways. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like, who makes these movies with these great, I know Chinatown was a great movie and I know we're trying to have these noir like whatever, but there can be a plot that isn't about public infrastructure and public works. <laughs> I, I agree. But it also, Batman has this like incredible loyalty to the mayor. We don't even know the mayor's name. I mean, he's like, <laughs> you're not my mayor, basically. I'm like, I don't think you know the mayor's name. Like the mayor changes all the time, I'm sure. One thing I did miss is that we really didn't have um, a great Commissioner Gordon. No, he's just barely he, in this He's thing. kind of a nothing. Because um, I really like Commissioner Gordon usually. I was expecting to see Billy D back. And then oh. to be even... He would have been a terrible Two Face. Oh my god, they were they were just they were completely joking when they told him that he was gonna get to be Two Face when they did Two Face. But he, he's Harvey Dent in the first one. Oh, that's true. He is, yeah. And so I just thought we we're gonna see him back as Harvey Dent again in this one, and we didn't. So we thank, did. thank you for just not even bothering. Yeah, we like, didn't. Like, have let's Harvey not string Dent this guy all. along anymore. <laughs> uh, that, that would have been interesting. We all know there's, like, there's no Billy T. Williams Two Face. It's never like, gonna happen. Who's afraid? Like. He would have somehow said Batman wrong. Like, <laughs> Batman? Yeah. <laughs> right. We got some Colt 45, Batman. I'm going to flip this coin to see if you live or die. It works every time. <laughs> Hello, what do we have here? How you doing, you old pirate? Sorry. Um, so then... Penguin's making his speech and he's like blaming Batman for a bunch of stuff and he's like we've got Eagle Scouts turned into like demented whatever and then housewives into yeah was Jack Napier an Eagle Scout I I don't know and then 
cat wi- housewife turned into cat women. And I was like, what? What? What are we even talking about? Then he calls her cat broad. I kind of liked that. <laughs> I appreciate You're kind it. of a cat broad. A little bit. As literally had a cat laying on my lap. It was like just had its legs and arms like straight up. Like it didn't move one. It was it was. It was defying its own levels and definitions of cute. Yes. I stopped writing notes for about 25 minutes or so because I was just petting a cat. (laughs) Bruce Wayne and um, Selena Kyle run into each other on the street. And they're just kind of chatting about this relighting of the Christmas tree thing where she knows as Catwoman that they're going to try and frame Batman. So she knows she's going to kind of be there in some sort of way. And they're like, oh, they're talking about it. So then she's like, can you believe it? They're like talking about Catwoman weighing 140 pounds. And (laughs) and then he's like looking at the headlines. He's like, Batman blows it. Like they're really getting in their own heads about their own, (laughs) their own media. It's made me laugh. Like like they're, they're really getting a real self-conscious about their own like Twitter feed. <laughs> yeah, I don't have anything else until I mean, there's some serious groping happening on the couch that I'm really glad my parents didn't mention because right, <laughs> just like they're just like he didn't notice anything, just moving on. <laughs> right, like, quiet, quiet, quiet. Yeah, like you know, and then they're both trying to avoid each other's wounds that they gave each other. And then I just have like the recostuming because at first I was like. He's in a hurry because he's already been blamed for kidnapping the Ice Queen. And he's just like, we see like the grab the suit, grab the hood, grab the boots. And I'm like, I would move a little bit faster. But then She's we see her, to put we her, see her digging in, in her car. car. So I was, like, I was like, okay, we're creating a dichotomy of he's very organized and things are like where they should be. And he's like, and she's like, Bag, you I just know. had a Ross in leather pants moment there, trying to think about trying to put that costume on while driving. Right, and she's like chip bag or whatever, you know. It's like she's just in her car, and it's just, I was like, okay, that's what we're trying to create here. Okay, I, get, I appreciate. Yeah, you the, don't put on skin tight leather pants while driving. No, no, we, yeah, that's impossible. Okay, so they're gonna make the Batmobile a bomb or something. I'm like, just we just can't resist the gimmick with the little swirls. Everything's got to have a swirl on it. We have to be like, this is our patented little bomb. It's got a little like, woo, 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 you know, it's circusy got the little swirl. Original Batman. I mean, th- yeah, everything it is. had to kind of be a little kitty, and it had to have like the rubber ducky car. Uh, yeah, it is. It, well, oh, it, it, the car that he's using to manipulate the the carnival ride. Okay, little mini. I, it's it was pretty fun. I thought that was a great set piece. I mean, that had a fifty cents to ride <laughs> to bat ride or whatever. I thought that was great. It was great. It, it was, was so cheesy, but it worked for me. It was great. I mean, he goes into his Winnebago. <laughs> um, and the Winnebago is really small. And when he gets on the little car, it's like taking up all the space. And then we see it again. And it's like he's got tons of room around him. The Winnebago is rocking like you don't come a knocking. <laughs> I mean, nobody. Everybody, I think everybody's just like, this guy's gross. And for some reason, we like him. We're just going to give him like. Just uh, give him some space. Yeah, I give him a diameter. And we're just going to like not even worry about. It. I'm sure he does weird shit. And we don't care. I, mean, I remember being a kid and realizing something was happening with the button pinning ceremony with the the young co-ed uh, and then like now like oh oh i see what's he happening. even literally says like in the list of things he wants to do is like grope, grope people <laughs> like the mayors get to grope anyone <laughs> like okay great i mean i'm sure that that's probably every, that's, what everybody thinks especially I mean, that's in the 90s. not even acting for danny i mean <laughs> i mean when is this 92 we got some clinton stuff going on yet do we Oh, we might have already started to have some Clinton stuff. Oh, I mean, he'd been groping people oh, for, yeah. you know, he'd been back like, in Arkansas on for a, a national decade. level. <laughs> okay, yeah, national level groping.
hoping maybe we're just getting going. Uh, we might be. Um, okay. Then we've got we've got um, Celine. We've got as Catwoman. She falls again through so like can a she greenhouse. Stop falling from really high places. And she screams. I'm like, I, I, it really confounded me a little bit. Like she's all kind of torn up. Her hair's out. It, it's almost like, does she not realize? Like for a second, split second, she doesn't know who she is. Like where she is, and like she's like kind of her old self again. A we little see bit. more, more accurate to real life greenhouse class. That's true. Yes, it does cut her up a little, but it, she, it does, but it doesn't. Just it cuts. It cuts her. through the latex. That's the word I wanted. Latex. latex. It cuts through the latex, and her hair is all out and whatever. Um, but yeah, that's she's fine, but she does scream. And then I've got now I have the factory reset CD. Like he goes through this whole little whatever. They take the whole car apart. For the only thing he needs to do, an entire make, team of like yes. taking things apart and and, yes. and just and all he has to look is like boop. remove this one. But also, how is he able to punch through the bottom of the car to grab it from underneath the car? Like, I really would have thought that he's Batman. I'm sorry, you shouldn't be able to like. But yes, this Batman is supposed can to be, punch through cars. Oh, uh, whatever. Yeah. Like that's something Lego Batman can do. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, I can punch through the bottom of cars. <laughs> I do it all the time. Yeah, I do it on Saturday. <laughs> I did it last week. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I need to pick up the awesome off the road. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so then we're at the rally. Uh, he's going to be mayor. And then Batman plays plays some foot, uh, jams the signal. Me, 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 me. Signal jamming, signal jamming. And plays some recorded uh, stuff where he's bagging on the. I played this town like a harp from hell. Right. And then they're like, Wait. This, you mean this ugly, gross, disgusting, like, human waste of a, of a person, like, isn't good? He's not going to, like, you know, bring us what we want. Like, we hate him now. Let's pull the vegetables out of nowhere. <laughs> and he even says, like, why somebody always bring rotten tomatoes to a speech? Because <laughs> I, I was just like, there's so much produce happening right now. Nobody eats that much fresh produce in the 90s. <laughs> Nobody does. I mean, French fries, I can see. Right, exactly. But, I mean. Like, we're having a McDonald's tie in here, Exactly, McDonald's. Their opportunity to get in on that game. You know, some, some fraud. Uh, there's, like, 27 heads of lettuce. It was a ton. I mean, heads of lettuce. That would hurt. Like, them and through a head. Well, it's all shredded lettuce. Like, you can't get any air on a shredded lettuce. <laughs> Just like, woo, flowing <laughs> down. Like, so. I mean, I think that his lounge in the comic book is the Iceberg Lounge. I don't know if he's talking about me. <laughs> Sorry, was that a pun? A little bit, a little bit. Um, okay, so, oh, a little poetic. He's running from everyone now, and he jumps off the same bridge that he's thrown off as a child um, as his escape yeah, getaway. He says, I played this town like a harp from hell, fired a gun in the air, and they're trying to execute him. He did not fire a gun in the air. He fired a gun at them. They all had to hit the deck. Nobody got hurt. But they all had to hit. Like, there's a lot of machine gun play in this for nobody. I mean, I'm glad nobody like is shown as being shot, but... Um, there's a lot of direct shooting at people for them to be like, mm, I guess it's fine, you know. But yeah, so they're running after him. Um, then I have some notes that I cannot read. I don't have anything until the Christmas ball. I mean, you did say that you it was really bad form, Bruce. I did. Yeah, like, um, oh, Alfred asks him, like, are we going to RSVP to this event tonight? I was it's like, happening in like 20 minutes. What? I'm sorry. Alfred went... Michael Caine as Alfred would not allow that <laughs> kind, of, that that kind of that crap. No, not You're at all. You're RSVPing 
promptly. It would have been already been done. He would have known or not known. Alfred would have just showed up with a suit and said, you're going or you're not going, whatever. But I couldn't, I can't decide what's worse. I mean, actually, I think it is what's worse. He showed up without RSVPing. To no, a costume party without a costume. Without a costume. I know it's trying but to it, say. It is his costume. It is his costume. Right. You know, but everybody's got weird costumes. I did make a note, too, on the costume. I really thought it would have been interesting if it came into play. On the stairs, before we see um, Selena, is the is the kind of skeleton costume per, a person from the Phantom of the Opera that mm-hmm. comes down yes, the stairs. Yes. It's standing on the stairs, and then it moves, and she's there. And I was like, that that would have been an interesting it way. Would have been, yeah. It, it was been. just some sort of weird homage. Did you notice her earrings? Yeah, they were two different earrings, or. Or at least a different links. They might they have been the a same, set. They might have been the same set, but they mm-hmm. were one was longer. One yeah. was it. that was. I, I thought that was probably a choice to try to illustrate something, but it was a stunning look. It was too. really cool look. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, then I've got penguins wearing helmets. <laughs> it's adorable. I said, I hope Kim Jong Un doesn't watch this movie. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I mean, those those props are probably as real as the rockets they put on whatever. And like, I don't want him to try to figure out how to have a, a penguin army. No, 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 no. Ping, we would not. No penguins hurt because we love penguins. Yes, we've met a penguin. He's our best friend, or she's our best friend now. Her name's Sparrow. Her name's Sparrow. She's amazing. And then there's also if you followed anything you know, during you know a lot of lockdown COVID, uh, there was a lot of zoos showing you their penguins walking around empty empty aquariums and stuff. Yes, and where's amazing. Wellington at the yes. Chicago Aquarium? Yeah, so series. fun. Go follow them on Instagram. Okay, but my note on the penguins is, do we, is this an, a Madagascar origin story? <laughs> so we're at, a, we're in Gotham, which we all kind of know is, is kind a, of New York. Is kind of New York. Um, and we've got the abandoned New York Zoo that anybody who's left just seems to be the penguins. And they've obviously been scheming. And they so, obviously know their explosives and have some paramilitary training. Exactly. So do four of them kind of branch <laughs> off from this situation and kind of go a little rogue later on? You know the secret of Skipper, right? The main penguin. That it's the guy that directs the thing doing his absolutely terrible charlton heston impression yeah, yeah yes i've heard that <laughs> they're so great i, I love they're amazing cute and cuddly boys cute and cuddly i really think that it is i feel like they're not too far off here yeah, i feel like charlton heston impressions the most important thing is not to take your teeth apart it can go a little charles bronson if you're not careful that's true it really could go Neither one of them. Neither one of them really acts with the teeth moving. They could have their jaws wired shut. To just it makes be using me wonder if they tra- practice to be ventriloquists as children. Huh. I never really thought about that. It seems like that's the thing. I mean, even though, like, even famous ventriloquists now, you totally see their mouths moving. Oh, yeah. I don't get it. Like, I thought that was a thing. You like, I think that there are good old ventriloquists like Candace Bergman's dad, which I think is a whole thing. Oh, wow. She, I think I've heard her talk about how weird like the dummy at the house was and like how, yeah, I, that movie, I'm, I'm interested to like read a book from her. I don't know if she's written anything, I've written a memoir, but, um, but yeah, like what's Dunham guy, which all his characters are weird and racist, um, but not a fan. No. I don't know. We did have an Australian tour guide that took us to dive bars in Vegas. Uh-huh. And he said he was a huge Carrot Top apologist, which makes yeah. me wonder, is there something – he seemed like one of the coolest guys. He, he was like the, pretty cool. He was like the coolest older brother you'd ever met. And so I wonder, like, if he's into Carrot Top, 
is there something there with Jeff Dunham that I just don't get? So I don't know. Maybe it's, I don't know. I mean, Complete maybe, aside. maybe, but there's only just so much time. You have to make choices. <laughs> That's and true. Crossing them off the list. I don't have time for that. Right. There are other things I'd, I'd prefer. Okay, so we have the massive plot. He's going to kidnap and kill the firstborn. And so I have, yeah, I here Herod and Passover and Moses. And like, we have, it's very like, I don't know. I don't know what allegory we're trying to like. <laughs> we're, they, I don't think they knew either. I do um, love that because I, I was writing down. Like, boy, these circus guys are going from, you know, extortion and blowing things up and whatever. Like, let's murder an entire city worth of children. Like, that's a little bit of a stretch. And then one of the guy's like, uh, it's Penguin. Yeah. He's like, I, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> I thought we were just going to, you know. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I thought we were just going to do, like, blow fun shit up. Like, you know, because that's what I'm about. You know, I'm a clown. That, yeah. that is big and fat and carries a gun. I don't know. I think clowns do love to murder children. I mean, you've seen it, but I well, but it's not really a clown, right? That's like true. it's no, kind it's of just, just some whatever sort of you're weird... scared of at the time. Yeah, yeah. So that makes sense. But yeah, one one dude one dude stands up, he gets shot for it and floats to the bottom of the cesspool. Okay, but then the speech that the penguin makes and after after the plane goes awry. Yes. Planets go to Rye. Batman has, has sent him a, Batman RSVPs <laughs> and says, sorry, kids aren't coming to the party. And he loses it. So he's going to get everybody, you know, all first, second, third, fourth born, boys, girls, doesn't care. And he says, the sexes don't, basically, this, the sexes don't matter when their erogenous zones are blown sky high. I was like, what? What? That's whoa. I mean, you know, we're unpacking some sex stuff with me in my teenage years watching some of these things. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I'm glad. Sometimes I I worry a little bit like, am I problematic? (laughs) (laughs) And then I like see a character like this. I'm like, no, this this is just it was just a weird time in the 90s. Yeah, the 90s, everybody, nobody knew what was going on. I mean, and, you know. We'll we'll talk about this, I'm sure, and going deeper because we've got some big, heavy sex in the cinema around this movie. Yes, because it obviously touched Hugh Hugh Hefner in some sort of way. He, yeah, I mean, more after that, the fact that he found, I mean, there was a lot of sex in this, but the fact that he found like this to be the sexiest thing that happened yeah, this year, I think that that really tells us a lot about him. I mean. Was he thinking that the penguin was kind of like him? <laughs> you know? I don't know. Or was he thinking Bruce Wayne was like him? But I'm wondering about the penguin. I don't know. But then, so we got the penguins going out into the city, strapped with little, you know, conspiracy theory helmets and um, rockets on their back. And then we the, have, the, the lady like the in lady, the igloo exactly. is like narrating, like, at the first, penguin army is approaching Lon's positions. At first, I didn't realize that it was actually someone saying that. It wasn't just some sort of weird recording. <laughs> Just she's just so bland and like a care. She's zero fucks. Like it's so few. In the end, when they're all running away, and she just like steps two steps back into the dark. She's like, yeah. She's like, there seems to be something wrong. Like <laughs> she's like five, four, and like oh no. And then yeah, then we've got clowns cartwheeling away. Um, and then I just have one more note. So I don't know if you've got. I have that hair lasts till the end. I think they still had probably the skeleton, the charred skeleton from the first Batman that the Joker electrocuted with his joy buzzer. Oh, and right. they're trying to figure out, like, how do we make it realistically think that that same skeleton we're going to use for the corpse uh, of the bad guy? Put the hair on. Yeah. So like, she electrocutes him via, like, taser and kiss. And we- it, that's a weird, a weird is, deal. 
I don't think tasers do that. I think she grabs onto a wire. She does. Or she she does grab onto a wire and and do all that. She just really wanted to use that taser. I don't like know. she's it's, like, it's a little, a little sexy. I, it was, but it also it's like she hates him. Like it was a weird thing. But this is after Bruce's like we're the same. Like, it's you. I know it's you. You know it's me. Like, we're the same. I'm going to take my mask off. And, like, let's just go home. He says, let's go home. Right. It's like, you blew up a store. Like, that's cool. I'm rich. Like, we're rich and white. We'll, we'll get through this. It's fine. And, like, like, we'll, like we'll nobody's you, done anything, we'll really. We'll get you some pills and some therapy, and <laughs> it'll be fine. Like He's like, nope, I'm going to go electrocute that guy and explode the place. Yeah. She's like, I want to, but again, I'm going to scratch you in the face. Like, just kind of like a cat does. Like, I love you, but I don't. But I love you, but I don't. And I don't understand it. And like, I'm just like, nah, I need to bite you, even though I'm purring at you right now. Man, I really... <laughs> we're really unpacking a lot of her motivations kind of are just like a cat. Somebody just... in the writer's room was like, guys, guys, I know how this works. <laughs> Um, so then, you know, he's looking for her. He just finds the, yeah, the scarred, weird skeleton with big eyes and still the hair. Um, then he's in the car with Alfred and they're looking and he thinks he sees her and then he goes out and it's the cat. And I was like, this is Tim Burton's remake of Breakfast at Tiffany's. Mm, Like he's getting out of the car. I think it's snowing. It's not raining. There's a cat and he's like, you know, it's the whole thing. The cat... The feelings are all being transferred to this cat. This movie must have been a nightmare to shoot. I know that's not really, we're not really a podcast about movie criticism or about uh-huh. film production. We're about movies like our all parents wouldn't let us see. No, the amount of snow. Mm. They're probably shooting this thing at the Universal Backlot, mm-hmm. I'm guessing, in LA. Probably. And they're pumping in that much snow that is. It's a lot. And it's, I mean, super dark too. So, I mean, they, they have to be on a sand, like a soundstage like it has to be pretty contained i would imagine because you would not i mean to do that much overnight shooting would be almost impossible i would think and then all the, the sets that you built yeah this movie must have just been a nightmare to make but well i was thinking because all the cats i mean that's <laughs> that's a lot of work um but yeah so that that I mean, was wrangling my- penguins is no big deal you just you know, but, they're like nah, nah, nah. they they don't go quite. They as just fast. follow the little stick with the ball on the end of it and the right, fish. Right, they're, they're, they sneeze a lot though. They sneeze, huh? Okay. It's like how they get rid of salt water. Okay, just like blowing it out. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, so that's my last note. I was like, oh, I like he was like gonna make a little Truman Capote, little Breakfast at Tiffany nod, like you know can't can't find the real love of his life. You know, we don't know exactly what happens. Um, so he's gonna he takes the black cat home with which I guess is her cat. I think we're to assume the cat that kind of occasionally is with her, and he they leave with the cat and they go. And is then Miss Kitty in this, um, I think is what she called it. I don't remember honestly. I don't know. I think it's Isis in in the in the comic book, which I like that name. I feel that makes sense. I mean, it's kind of Egyptian, and yeah. you know the, the reincarnation kind of cat stuff. Um, but we do like at the very like very last shot, which almost played to me like a a CD menu. Um, mm. Where like we had the bat signal thrown back up, and we have the Catwoman pop up. Like kind of just like, but it, it it didn't even seem like a person, let alone. And her actually. costume came back together it's all, real right, quick. All like and tight back up. Yeah, no, I don't think so. So I mean, I I we could have take we could have left that. I don't think that was necessary. Yeah, I do feel like the last couple shot, knowing that that Keaton's not coming back, we could have used a better last shot. Yeah, more about him, less about like maybe we're gonna see her again because we're obviously not. But uh, and then I wrote uh, Ronnie Spector. 
Yes. Who is not the Ronnie Spector that uh, from the Ronettes from Dirty Dancing. That was just terrorized but, by Phil Spector. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But is a makeup artist with Stan Winston who was nominated for an Oscar for this film. And Rightly deservedly so. so. Yeah. I, mean, I would say that Michelle Pfeiffer's makeup is maybe better than Danny DeVito's. It tells a big story. It's, it does. I mean, when she comes in, in the Catwoman suit, and her uh, lipstick is completely smeared. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when she's put together, when she's not put together, that yeah, it really... It, it's, it, it's much more dynamic. It's a part of her character. Yeah, very much so. Whereas Danny DeVito's makeup is just always gross. Always gross. It gets grosser and grosser. Um, yeah. But the costuming, I mean, that suit. Ooh, ooh, it's so weird. It's like weirdly round and flat all at the same time. It's like every growth. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, that's kind of all the notes that I have. I mean, it's it's a Batman movie. It's not, it's, it had some really great moments. I mean, it definitely, I think, is way more forbidden than when we left that movie. Um, if we'd stayed, there would have been plenty of things for my mom to be upset about. Uh, so Yeah, I feel like this really illustrates that time in my life where we're watching movies that I didn't get mm-hmm. and my parents weren't commenting on how gross and terrible and sexual they were just letting it go. Which and really that, is pretty a pretty decent parenting technique because you didn't go back to this movie because you're like, eh, I don't care. But because if we've talked about things that were more forbidden and how I sought them out. Right, and, because of course you're like, well, what, what, what is it? What is that? What does it mean? Like, I got to figure it out. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's how you do it. Like, you just kind of go like, oh, you're like, well, that's. That's like, just he missed that. You know, it's just too sexy and gross. Like you shouldn't watch that. I'm like, well, it's too sexy and too gross. Like I should watch it. Absolutely. Right. I feel like there's probably some moments in Dick Tracy. We might get to that at some point. I feel like that has a very similar kind of. I feel like that it is... has grotesque aesthetic in in character design. Mm-hmm. It has things that I better sexier and more sexual than I remember them being at the time. Probably we watched that movie a lot, so I definitely feel like that was one that we d- just didn't say anything about. Because my dad's a huge Dick Tracy fan. Um, I went as Dick Tracy for uh, for Halloween. I mean, that's that's how much of a Dick Tracy fan I was. I got all the comic books and read them all. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, but yeah. It, so yeah, I think that's definitely one that it's kind of like we watch that all the time. But we did, we did. Um, so I got. I'm pretty much ready to uh, to call it a night. I think so too. We had our pajama party and uh, yeah. watched a movie and. It's Thanksgiving weekend, and uh, yeah, guys, we will uh, see you next week for going deeper. We're going to show back up next week, too, so if you can't do any, don't have anything to do, download the podcast. Uh, if you're in Italy and you're downloading this thing, send us a message. Yeah. I need to hear from you. Yeah, I want to know what's up. Well, how, how are you? Uh, I know you're not celebrating Thanksgiving, so what you, what, uh, what you doing this week? Yeah. I think there's somebody in the Ukraine that's downloaded several of our episodes. Like, cool. What you doing? Yeah. What's is, going on? Is it snowing? Is it cold? I want to know all the things. All right. Well, I guess that's pretty much it. This was fun. I mean, it is a good one. The only the only thing I think I looked away uh, was I knew that he was going to bite that guy's nose. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I don't want to watch that. Nah, I'm good. Um, See, I think I knew that ahead of time because I think I had the trading card. <laughs> that showed him bite like it was yes. a screenshot a freeze frame of him biting his nose that's gross um yeah all right so we'll go deeper and we'll let you know what we're watching after that into full-on blown christmas season and thanks for hanging with these guys i hope you have happy holidays wherever you are whatever you're celebrating and 
follow us on Instagram, Forbidden Cinema, and shoot us an email, let you know what's up. You know, what, what cocktails are you drinking? What movies are you watching as family? What movies are you not watching as families? <laughs> and yeah, at uh, Forbidden Cinema Podcast at gmail.com. Bye, guys. Thanks. Thanks.